Praise God and good evening. God bless you and welcome to Kingdom Vessels. Today we're going to take a look, another look at Isaiah 9-7. It says of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it, to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Christ is the Prince of Peace. David is who the one who's thrown upon the throne of his father, David. I want to look at their character because their character was so intense. Their character was so peaceful. Their character was so profound, so prolific. They were so well known. Both were prophet, they were priest and king. Both were warriors. David had his battles, Christ fought his battles, and will fight them again in his second coming and put his enemies completely under his feet. David was the one where it said Saul killed his thousands, but David his ten thousands. And they both knew how to war with the word. They knew how to war in the spirit. And they knew how to go to the Father to get direction, to get guidance, to know how to handle themselves in times of adversity. And times of adversity were indeed more for the both of them than most in Scripture. Both of them were shepherds. They fed and tended the sheep and the lamb. Glory to God. Christ as the good shepherd, David as the shepherd boy. They were both despised and rejected of men. David was out tending the sheep. Nobody bothered to call him until Samuel said, "Uh uh-uh, there's one more. There's got to be one more. God is looking for another one. He says the one he wants is not here. Jesus was despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows, and acquainted with grief, and we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, as the word of God says, and we acknowledged him not. Yet surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Not only were they both despised, but when you take a look at it, they were despised for doing the right things and for not taking vengeance in many situations and circumstances for trying to help people, trying to do good. For example, Jesus cast the demons out of legion. David was up there trying to feed his people and uh, what's his name? Uh, Nabal, Abigail's husband, you know, got churlish with him and wouldn't try to help him. Uh, Many, many a time David had to pretend to be crazy. He had to pretend to be out of his mind People would talk to him, Shimei and others would curse him, and yet he went on. And the same with Jesus. Jesus suffered the same at the hands of the Pharisees, the Sadducees, and the Herodians. Both were ridiculed by their families. David was mocked when he came and brought his brother's lunch and found Goliath making fun of the army, and he said, how dare you, how dare you 
and he took a slingshot and his five smooth stones after he refused because he couldn't wear Saul's armor, but his brothers kept saying, who basically does he think he is? The same thing happened with Jesus in John 7. His brothers were saying, who does he think he is if he's all that? Why doesn't he come up to the feast? The next thing that they have in common is that they were friends to those who were destitute. They were friends to those that society had rejected. They were friends to those who were doing without, who were suffering, who were hungering and thirsting, not only for righteousness, but hungering and thirsting in life. David uh, had to deal once again with the Nabal. He had to deal with those that had come to him. It was 400 at first, and it grew to be 600. These people had nothing, and yet they attached themselves to David when he was on the run, and he didn't reject them. He took them in. He shepherded them, and he found ways to provide for them. By the same token, Jesus, when he had the 4,000 and the 5,000, he found ways to care for them and to provide for them. He did not send them away, despite the fact that he had his own situation and circumstances to look after. Both of them were targeted and tempted. They were targeted by people who hated and who rejected them and what they stood for and their kindness and their goodness towards other people. They were tempted, yet Jesus was tempted without sin. David succumbed to sin. But the thing that made him most like Jesus was the fact that he, even though Christ never had to repent, he turned his heart back towards God and he sought God's face. He did not give in to the hard-heartedness of the people that were around him. And I tell you, that's difficult. That is extremely difficult. I don't know if any of you have sensed the callousness and the indifference that's going on, the lack of compassion that's out there, that whole plethora of statements in social media and otherwise of it's just me, myself, and I. That's what it amounts to. I'm going to look out for me. I'm going to do for me. I'm important. I don't care about anybody else. All of that kind of stuff. But Jesus and David really never gave in to that negative character. Both of them were extremely loyal to Father God. Jesus went aside to the mountain to pray. Jesus always gave thanks. He said, I do always those things that please him. He said, my meat is to accomplish the will of him that sent me. David, on the other hand, you can see in the Psalms, if nowhere else, you can see how he submitted to the will of God. You can see how he sought God and how he got word from God, how he took refuge in God. And most importantly, you can see how his loyalty was unswerving. It was never diminished in spite of the fact even that God allowed his first child from Bathsheba to die. David said, blessed be the Lord. And he got up, he had mourned, he had fasted, he had done everything that he could do. 
But when God allowed that child to die, he got up, he cleaned himself up, and he still praised God. Both of them had of John that they befriended. Jesus had John, who he entrusted to his mother more so than his brothers. And David could depend on Jonathan. Both Johns were prepared to lay down their lives for David and for Christ. So they had that in common as well. One of the greatest attributes of the both of them was their ability to forgive. Oftentimes when David, when people came after David and his men, his valiant men of valor, his warriors would say, let, let us have them, let us get them, let us destroy them. David would say, no, no, perhaps God is the one sending them after me. Perhaps I've done something wrong in the sight of the Lord. Perhaps I deserve this. Perhaps I'm being tested. And even Jesus on the cross, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. They knew who Jesus was. They knew, based on everything that he had done, that he was divine. But he still forgave them because he knew that they didn't know the impact of their willingness to kill him upon the rest of the world, but for the fact that he could trust that Father God would get him up on the third day. Both of them were compassionate towards an accepting of women. Jesus talks about being kind to the widows and to the fatherless. I think about David going back and getting Abigail after Nabal had passed and bringing her home. I think of all of the women in the scripture that they could depend upon and how the women could depend upon them when the women and the children had been taken in the course of war while David was away. David went and he sought after them and he risked his own life and he brought the wives and the children back. Jesus took the woman at the well. Jesus took the women who were with him, the Marys and Salome and all of the rest of them, and he blessed them and he allowed them, along with his own mother, to be with him, Johanna and the rest of them. And then when the apostles were appointed, we know that in the midst of those there were women, and we know that in the upper room there were women We know that on the day of Pentecost, there were women. And he said, there's neither male nor female, Jew nor Greek, bond nor free. So there's a lot to be discerned, to be gleaned from the character of both Christ and David. And that's why it says, upon the throne of his father, David, in peace to order it to establish it in judgment and in justice. It would behoove us to spend more time studying the nature of the personalities of those that are involved in the Word of God. God bless you and have an awesome week. In Jesus' name.